Praise God that Jesus is our shepherd. And it's good to remember that on this first day of the year. If you turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, and thank you, praise team, for leading us this morning. Thank you, Kevin and Katie, for your extra leadership today. Uh, David and the Glenn family were supposed to be in Virginia today, but he got the flu from Levi, and so they didn't get to leave, but we still pray for them as they recover uh, from that. And uh, as we pray, just also a reminder, um, we know that your kids are in here today, all right? So don't worry, all right? If they make some noise, that's all right. Uh, we're, we're not going to freak out. Uh, we're just glad they're here. We're glad you're here. And we're also so thankful for our uh, children's workers here at Midway, who next week will have them somewhere else. Um, and so praise God for you, if you're here today, that are, that are working with our children. Uh, we really appreciate it. And tech team, thank you uh, for all your work. Uh, we appreciate you all um, putting this service together um, in, a, in a quick fashion. Um, with all the other festivities that have been going on, so we're, we're so thankful for you. But let's bow together in prayer before we look at Colossians 3 this morning. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we are blessed to be together this morning, blessed that our children are in here with us today also. They're great gifts from you, and we pray that we would encourage them today uh, in this time of worship. We pray that your spirit would be at work in each of our hearts today as we, as we look at your word, as we even think about the songs that we've been singing, the great truths that have been coming out of our mouths. Father, we want those, those truths to be realities in our lives. Uh, we want to recognize you, Lord, as our shepherd, walking us through by your love through this life. We want to recognize that you are the victor over every sin. Father, you know the battles that we have with sin. And we pray that you would Use this year to grow us in this way, to give us victory over these sins that, that continue to um, get in our way, that we continue to allow to, to be obstacles for us, to live our lives fully for your glory. And Father, as we sang, that you are our healer this morning. You know, there are so many areas in our lives that need healing, physical healing, emotional, relational healing, Father, and we thank you for your healing power. And we thank you for the ultimate healing in all of these areas that we will receive when we see our Savior Jesus face to face and we become like him because we'll see him as he is. We look forward to that day. And we're thankful for those who, uh, many of our loved ones who have already gone to be with you and have already seen him face to face and have already experienced that ultimate healing. Father, we look forward to that as well. And Father, for those who are suffering this morning and can't be with us, maybe not even well enough to, to watch us online. We pray that you would encourage them, strengthen them. We think of David Glenn. And uh, as we miss him this morning, we thank you uh, for your healing touch and ask that you would um, bring healing and strength to his life as he recovers from the flu. And Father, there are so many others dealing with various types of illnesses and sicknesses. We pray for their healing. We pray for strength for them. We pray for courage for them. We pray that you would remind them that you are their shepherd. And that this circumstance that they're in right now is no accident that you're going to use it as part of your process, part of your plan to grow them in their faith, to, to enable them to serve you even more faithfully. And so we thank you for being our shepherd, Lord Jesus. 
As we think of shepherds coming to worship you when you were born, we thank you that they were pictures of who you were going to be and who you are in our lives. And so we thank you, gentle shepherd. We thank you, great God of love, for being our shepherd. And now we ask that you would lead us through your word for these few minutes. Help us to renew our minds as we consider it together. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give you some fodder this morning for meditation. Uh, You were reading Psalm 1, following Mark's lead in Psalm 1, and recognize that those of us who are the Lord's, those of us who are his children by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, um, that we meditate on his word day and night. And so I'm giving you some this morning to meditate on. Just going to get you started in it. I think... uh, Let's see, one of, the, one of the guys that was up here for, for prayer um, said something about if you started your Bible reading um, for the year this morning, you started in Genesis. And so some of you have done that, and, and you've already got off to a great start, and some of you, it's not too late, you, you won't be behind even if you do it later. But uh, Colossians chapter 3 helps us understand why that's a good idea. Colossians 3 verse 1 Since then, you have been raised with Christ. We'll stop right there. That lets us know who this is to. People who have put their trust in Jesus Christ. Because people who put their trust in Jesus Christ believe that he is the Savior, believe that he died on the cross for your sins, and that if you believe in him that you're forgiven of your sins, The Word of God says that when we do that, when we enter into that relationship with Him, He raises us. And we'll see a little bit more of that as we continue. So since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Remember, that's where Jesus left for He came here from there, came came into a place like that, a symbol of, of his physical life. That life ended on that. His execution, his crucifixion. He rose again, victorious over death and over sin on the third day. And then 40 days later, he ascended back into heaven. His disciples were with him all of a sudden, and, and he's gone. Where'd he go? To the right hand of the Father. That's where he is. From that position, he sends his Holy Spirit to live in all of us who believe, to all, into all of us who are raised with him. That's where he does it from. That's where he is right now. He goes on. Verse 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. All right, now I know you're still living. But the word of God says that if you've been raised with Christ, if you've put your trust in Jesus, that you died. We died. I'm including myself in this. We died. When we believed in Jesus, we said we are dead to that old life of sin. That's not for us anymore. We don't want to go that way anymore. 
We've gone that way long enough. It separated us from you. Now that we've been forgiven by Jesus, we don't want that life anymore. We're dead to it. So he says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, that's a, that's a statement about all of us who believe, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. God has done a lot in us. When we pray to receive Jesus Christ, when we, when we recognize that he alone is the Savior, that he alone can forgive us of our sins, we put our trust in him, he did a lot for us. He raised us. He has hidden us. In a, in, and again, it's hard for us to, to understand this, but we are literally hidden with him right now. We are as good as with him right now. We're, we, we're not, we don't experience it in the, in the flesh yet, but we're there. We're with him. When we put our trust in him, he made us a part of his body. He made us part of him, and we're now hidden in him. And, it, and it's, a, it's an amazing thing. That, that's why he wants us to think about that, to think about where we really live. In Philippians 3.20, he says that we're citizens of heaven. That's what he's talking about. That's our home. That's where we belong. Now that we're his, now that we've been raised with him, that's where we belong. And so while we're here, we need to be thinking about that. We need to be focusing on that. Ron Hagler, as he was praying for our offering, indicated that there, that there are eternal rewards for our giving. There are. The Word of God says that. We need to think about that kind of stuff. We need, we need to think about, if there are eternal rewards, we ought to be thinking about what we're supposed to be doing to be a part of all of that. And some people say, hey, my re it's, it's reward enough for me just to be going there. I don't, need to, I don't need any rewards. And I want to remind you, if the Word of God says that he's preparing rewards for you, then you ought to want those rewards. If he is glorified by giving you those eternal rewards, we ought to be putting our time and effort and energy into receiving those rewards, to give him the honor, to give him the glory in the reception of those rewards. Just think about it as, as, as parent-child relationships that, we, that we're a part of or that we've had, that we've been a part of. Think of how parents love to give rewards to their kids. And how one manipulative tool that some kids can use with their parents is not to appreciate it. It's like, I don't want it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a brat. I'm going to ruin your day today. I don't want your reward. That doesn't help the family relationship, does it? That, that brings a big downer to the, to the family situation and circumstance. Don't, we, can, we don't want that attitude. We want, we want to be that kid who says, awesome, that's amazing, thank you. And then everything's great in the family relationship. 
because we're on the same page with our parent or our child, whatever the case might be. If God's planning and preparing rewards for us, we ought to be thinking about it. That's part of, the, part of what I want you to meditate on as you think about these verses over the next couple of days. And, th- and this is a challenge for you to, um, today. Whatever, whatever your reading plan is going to be this year, and let me say, to live up to this, we need to be reading the Word of God. How do we set our minds on things above? How do we think about things above? We need to know something about it. Where do we find out? Right here. This is, where we, this is where we find out what above is all about. This is where we find out what our new, as citizens of heaven, what our new priorities are. What things are supposed to be important to us. How different we are from what we used to be and from what everybody else in the world is. Because the word of God tells us what life in heaven where we're citizens of what that's like and what we're supposed to be focused on and so part of that is to be in the word of god so not just because it's january 1 but this is a day when we like to think about these things we need to be in the word of god and so some of you have started as as i think bill thompson indicated have started your your annual reading through the word of god some of you have been doing that for years and i want to encourage you keep doing it and some of you are saying I keep trying and I keep failing, so I'm not trying anymore. So I say, okay, well, change your plan. You don't have to. The Bible doesn't say you have to read through it every year, okay? But he does say that we need to be renewing our minds. So we need to be reading it. So change your plan. Don't, don't be so ambitious to think you're going to read through the whole word, the whole Bible this year if, if you've tried and failed. I want to encourage you to do it, though, if you, if, if you haven't tried it yet or if you've gotten close or if you say, yeah, I didn't get very close, but I'm doing it, I'm going I'm to do it again. And, and Richard Howe, who does this regularly, he's not here with us. He's on his way to uh, New Orleans where he's going to be speaking at an apologetics conference this week, so we'll be praying for him. But he likes to say, hey, I, I get way behind in my reading early in the year because that gives, I have more time to catch up. <laughs> All right? So don't get, don't get discouraged if you get behind early. There's plenty of time to catch up. But even if you don't, do the whole Bible. Read part of it and read it regularly. Maybe you would, you would take the, the, the passage if your if you're, um, adult Bible study class that meets at 930, if your um, class is reading through a certain section of the scripture or studying a certain section, use that section for that week or, or those weeks throughout the week every day or, or, or every other day or, or often throughout the week. Read some of that. Or Remember that we're going through, starting again next week, the, the Gospel of Mark. Spend, spend some time every day in the Gospel of Mark. Just read and reread and read and reread. And then when I come to the passage that you read and, re- and reread that week, it'll, it'll have even more meaning, more power in your life as, as, we're, as we connect even more um, um, sincerely in the Word that way. But whatever the case, spend time in the word of God. That's the only way that we know what he's talking about when he says set our hearts and our minds on things above. We've got to know what the things above are. And those things are revealed to us in the word of God. Now, kids, some of you can't read yet. So ask your mom and dad, if they're not already reading 
the Bible to you, ask them to read to you. Say, it's time, Dad. It's time, Mom. Let's read. Mom and Dad, don't make them ask. Be in the Word with your kids. Some people, um, some people still have um, supper together. Um, some people remember what that was like. But so, some of you, you know, your kids are still of the age where you can actually do that. Maybe spend some time at the supper table, you know, reading, reading the Bible together. Maybe it's at bedtime. Maybe it's when you get up. Whatever the case, spend some time with your kids in the Word because they also need to find out what their home is like, what they're supposed to be thinking about, what they're preparing for, what they're looking forward to. Because this passage is very clear. It, it agrees with the rest of the Bible. Jesus is coming back. We're going to see him face to face. And because we're hidden with him already, we're going to be with him in his glory forever. So we need to keep looking, keep, keep searching out the scripture to see what it is that we're expecting. And how to be most prepared for it. Now, when I say how to be prepared for heaven, remember, there's only one way to get to heaven. Simeon held that way in his arms when Jesus was presented at the temple. Simeon held the baby in his arms and said, my eyes have seen your salvation. Looking at Jesus is looking at salvation. Believing in Jesus is being saved. That gains us entrance into heaven. We don't do any preparation for that other than believing in Jesus. But then, once we believe, there are plenty of preparations to be making for what he's preparing for us in glory. Find out about those things as we read his word. Think about how we can put this word into practice in our lives. Somebody texted me this week and and asked, how can I defeat the flesh in my life. This person was struggling with some particular flesh issue in his, in his or her life. Didn't say which one. Could have been lust. Could have been envy. Could have been covetousness. Could have been many, many different things. Could have been just meanness. How do I fight that in my life? It starts with the Word of God. It starts with renewing our minds. And then another thing to think about as you you meditate on this passage, that person who's, who's fighting the flesh in their life also needs to be around some people who are also fighting the flesh in their lives. To, incur, to be an encouragement to them, to be, an accountable, to be accountable to them, to, to remind them that they're praying for them. There's great power in the, in, in the body of Christ praying for each other and helping each other in these ways. I got another of my friends sends me something every day that he's grateful for. It's part of his recovery program that he's in. Every day, something that he's thankful for. And I'm thinking, that's, that's what the Word of God says we're supposed to do. It doesn't specifically say, 
send a text to your friend of things you're grateful for, but that's a good way to put into practice the many, many admonitions that we have in the Word of God that you're going to find out as you read it that we're supposed to be thankful people. And then I also send him thank, things that I'm thankful for. And when we stop and think about the things that we're thankful for every day, it changes our hearts. It changes our minds. I had to, I had to put in my thing this week. I'm grateful that my water heater went out. It's hard to say thank you for stuff like that because that messed up my plans and my stuff, my account. But as, as we were singing this morning about having Jesus as our shepherd, he, he, was, he was shepherd of that whole thing and every other whole thing that we go through that we can't imagine how, that, how he's going to use that to, to grow us and to make us stronger in him and to, and to shine, help us shine our light better. We, we have so many things in our lives that, how, that doesn't fit. There's no way that works, but yet yeah, it does. He's got a way of doing that because he's the Lord who can take everything and make it good, right? Romans 8, 28. As he's conforming us to the image of Christ, 8, 29. That's what he's doing. That's what the shepherd is doing. We find that out as we read the Word of God, as we hang out with other people who are also reading the Word of God, who are also wanting their lives to be conformed to the image of Christ. That's why I've, I've said and, and will continue to say, take advantage of the opportunities that we have at Midway to hang out with other people who are trying to do the same things that you are in regard to heaven. Who are trying to set their minds on things above, who are trying to set their hearts on things above. Hang out with people like that. Pray with people like that. Share your story with people like that. Ask them for help. Let them be ones that ask you for help. Some of you heard about the terrible storm in Buffalo, New York, the, the terrible snowstorm and the people that died in the drifts and in their cars and stuff like that. Well, this one guy, some of you may have read this story. This one guy he realized this isn't working. You know, my car's almost out of gas and I'm going to die. And so he's, he goes out, he starts trudging through the snow. He starts going door to door trying to get somebody to help him. Ten different houses did not open up for him. They wouldn't come out and help him. So he gets this idea. I need to find out where there's a school. So he still had power on his phone and he GPSed the nearest school. He goes to the nearest school, breaks a window, gets in, went out and rescued like 20 other people and, and animals and brought them in there and, and then left a note before he left saying, hey, I'm the one that broke the door and here's why. And they looked him up and they thanked him for using that resource, you know, to save these, these people and these, and these animals. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be awful to go through life knocking on doors for help and be like, ah, not here, not here. I mean, this guy's going to die out there. He might be a bad guy. He, he's going to die out there. We need to open our doors up to each other. I'm not talking about that specific kind of thing. I'm talking about our lives. We, we're blessed to be in the body of Christ. We need to use it to help us 
do this very thing of setting our minds and hearts on things above. Because we're getting ready for that day when we're going to see him face to face. And, and we're going to be with him in his glory to receive from him all that he has planned to give us. We need each other in that process. I want to I want to encourage you and thank you so much for starting your year off by coming into the worship service here today. Thank you so much for doing that. You've been an encouragement to me. I don't know who else you encouraged, but you encouraged me by being here today. I get to see your face. I get to see your kids. I get to see you, and that encourages me, and I'm not the only one. Hopefully, you've been encouraged this morning by somebody else being here. Sometimes, it, sometimes we get a surprise seeing somebody that we know is really having a rough time, and they, and they made it. What an encouragement that is to us, to know the effort that they went through to make it to come and to be here. Thank you for doing that. But let me encourage you as you meditate on this, on this word this week. Think through ways how you can use this body to grow yourself, to, to, to set your own hearts and minds on things above and to how to help other people set their minds on things above, not earthly things. We don't need any help with the earthly things. That, that just comes naturally to our sin nature. We got to fight against that and overcome that so that we don't waste all our time and all our energy and all our resources on stuff that doesn't matter and put our time and energy into things that will last forever. If you haven't put your trust in Jesus yet, great day to start, January 1, 2023. It's weird. 2023, this would be a great day to start that. There's no reason why you shouldn't because Jesus died for everybody. Everybody who calls on his name will be saved. There's no reason you shouldn't. Your sins aren't too great for him to forgive. Your situation isn't too messed up for him to come into your life and to take over and to make you a great person who brings him the honor and glory that he deserves because that's what a great person does. We measure greatness in all other kinds of ways, other earthly ways, but the, the real sign of greatness is that we use these lives of ours to shine for him, to, to give him the honor and glory for all that he's done. And that's what he'll do in your life. I would encourage you to take care of that with him today. There's nothing to hold you back. He is here to listen to every heart that would say, Jesus, I need you. Please save me. Please forgive me. Take charge of my life. That's what a shepherd does. And help me honor you with my life. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for 2023. A new opportunity. You could come back this year. We think that would be awesome. But we also know that your word says the reason you haven't come back yet is because you know that there are still some people who are going to receive you that haven't yet. Father, maybe some of them are here with us this morning. We pray that you would help them, encourage them, give them the faith they need to put their trust in Jesus, who he is and what he did for them. Give them the courage to say, Jesus, I need you. 
I need you to forgive me of my sins. I need you to change my heart. To stop wanting to do these, these things that are crimes against you. Sins against you and against others. Against myself. Give them the courage and faith to do that this morning. Father, others of us this morning have already been raised with you. Now we need to act like it. Now we need to think like it. Now we need to dream like it. Now we need to to long for things like it. That our hearts would be changed, that our hearts would be a reflection of people who know your word, of who know what you're what you're about, what your priorities are, what your plans are. And so we pray that you would help us to meditate on your word this week as we think about these things. And that we would do this in our lives. That we would think about, that we would focus on eternity, that we would focus on heaven because that's where we belong. That's where we're being protected right now. That's where we're looking forward to spending eternity. Help us to ready ourselves by the power of your spirit with the body of Christ around us, helping us and us helping them for your glory in 2023. We thank you for this new opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen.